are so excited that you joined us for worship. Our pastors and church family are praying that the favor of God will be on your life and that this word will help propel you into greater purpose. We hope that you are blessed by the following message. I want you to find somebody and tell them, I feel miracles on the way for you. Okay, now that you got the word, I want you to find somebody else and tell them, I feel miracles on the way for you. Look, find you somebody else and tell them, I feel miracles on the way for you. Now, if you believe that, come on, give God a shout of praise in advance for your miracle. I said praise him in advance for your miracle that's on the way to you. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. We are so happy that you are here in the house of the Lord. Not only do we want to welcome you here, but we want to welcome those that are watching from all over the world online. Let's welcome our online audience that's viewing today. Thank you so much for watching and being a part of what God is doing here at Kingdom Culture Worship Center. Um, help me please thank God for Dejana Anton. She led worship masterfully today. We honor you. We thank God for you. She's a gift to the body. She's a true daughter of this house, and we honor her. 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter and the 3rd verse. We're going to jump into the word of the Lord. Anybody came with expectation today? Uh, some of you heard this before, but it's worth repeating. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. And if you're expecting something from God, listen to me. You've got to open your heart, and you've got to expect that heaven has the ability to invade earth and release exactly what you need. But what I love about prayer is that God answers prayers. And so when we begin to speak about prayers, Vera, he responds to what we actually pray. Any kind of praying people in the building today? My admonishment to you today is to put a demand on heaven because as you put a demand on heaven, heaven will release to you whatever you came in a need of. I want you to look at somebody next to you right now and say, God answers prayer. Yes, he does. 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter and the 3rd verse. God has already been doing amazing things at our Compton campus today, and I'm looking forward to what he's about to do here in this experience, 2 Corinthians 10, chapter 3rd verse says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, one version says, or imaginations. And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled Beyond This World. Be beyond This World. Thank you all so much. We have entered into a brand new series called Stranger Things. And it's been very interesting online to watch the response of people to the graphic. Some of you are like, what the heck are we doing this month? Uh, but what I think is important is that we must be strategic, strategic as a church. We must be strategic as the body of Christ. In the month of October is a very high-level supernatural month. Um, I don't want you to think that somehow these movies and things that come out 
are just ideas that somebody put on a pen to paper. But these are actually principles and there's actually activity. There actually is a world beyond the world that you see right now that's active. And so I felt like it was appropriate for us to spend the next five weeks together dealing with the supernatural power of God and the spiritual realm so that you might be awoke, you might be awake, that you would be alert to what is happening in and around you today so you can properly respond. Um, I know you see stuff and we think it's so cute, you know, goblins and, and, uh, and ghouls and all these kinds of things during this season, during this time. But the enemy has done a great work at desensitizing us to the season that we are in. So we're no longer moved by the darkness that tries to invade our culture. We're no longer moved by the demonic things, the occult even, that desires to invade the world around us. And so we just like just another October, just another Halloween. But I wonder if there's any believers in the building that says, I'm going to take my position on the wall. Y'all don't want to work in here. I said, I'm going to take my position on the wall to be able to deal with the forces at hand. So we titled this Stranger Things. Stranger Things is a television show on Netflix and uh, is a church that deals, uh, excuse me, a show that deals with the paranormal. Is a uh, kind of sci-fi, halfway little bit horror uh, show that, that deals with the paranormal that's on uh, Netflix. And uh, one of the big themes of this show, and, and I, I want you to write this down, one of the biggest themes of this show that we're going to extract for today's message is the idea of dimensions. Dimensions that that there there is more than one realm or more than one world that we live in and and I, I kind of want to work this idea of dimensions today. Now I'm going to throw what some of you would consider some pretty heavy things out today, and I need you to just rock with me for the next five weeks. Will you do that, please? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay some foundational stuff, some stuff that I probably usually would not preach on a Sunday morning. I'm going to deal with, and the reason why I wouldn't because all Oftentimes, uh, uh, we want to make sure that you have practical things that you can apply to your life. And these will be practical, but I'm going to stretch your mind a little bit. And I'm going to cause for you to think a little differently than what you've probably thought before. And I don't want you to be spooked. I want you to be engaged. And I want you to get ready to take territory. Are you in here today? So, uh, we live in what we would call the physical realm. Physical realm exists uh, the earth, the sea, and the sky. Um, it includes the things and the people uh, that were made. Everybody say the physical realm. The majority of us in the room today are more alert, alert of the physical realm or the physical, if you will today, dimension than we are anything having to do with the spirit. We, we know the physical dimension. We know the physical world well. But most of us in the building today have not even tapped halfway into what I call the first dimension at all. We have not tapped in to what heaven has available or what the spirit realm has available to us because what we know all too well unfortunately is the physical realm or the physical dimensions. We even say stuff like people are so heavenly minded they are no earthly good. You and your carnal self think that that's cute to say. Uh, you, you, the mindset is that, that you know what you, you're too high up there. You're, you're paying too much attention to spiritual things. But what I find out is that the reverse is actually more common. That the majority of us on the planet are so 
earthly minded that we are no heavenly good. I can't hear you. I'm starting strong already. We are so tied to the second dimension, you'll get it in a minute, that we can barely understand what God is doing in the first one. Work a hold up sermon. So, so it's important that we walk the word because I'm going to say some stuff today and I got to let you know what's in the Bible. Let's jump over to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Let's just go there. Genesis 1 and uh, verse 1. Are y'all rocking with me today? Okay, good, good, good. Some people, I believe, are going to extract something powerful out of this. Uh, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Let's work. So, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everybody say two dimensions. Please say two dimensions. The heavens here is not what you would consider. I, I, I'm kind of getting a bit ahead of myself. We were, some of us think when it says the heavens here, you're thinking the sky, that God created the sky. Actually, that came later. Right, right now, the Bible is talking about in the beginning, there was two dimensions. There, there was this physical realm, and then there is the spiritual realm or the spiritual dimension. Most of us think of heaven as a place that will go when we die die or we think of a far away land. Are you rocking with me today? Uh, we, we think, we think of, of, of a place when we die, or we think of some place far, far away, you know. There's, 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 there's the sky, there's the planetary systems, and then we think heaven is above that. Yes? Uh, 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 but the truth is that it operates a little differently than what we've been taught that it operates in. Let's go further. The Bible says that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. Look at this. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Okay, let's work a little bit. So what this is showing us today is that, yes, there are two dimensions. Number one, it is the spiritual dimension, right? Secondarily, the physical dimension the heaven and the earth. But right here from the beginning of time, we see that the will of God is for that first dimension to have interaction with the second dimension. Why? Because from the beginning, we see that the Spirit of God is hovering over the waters. The Spirit of God, that first dimension from the beginning, is already interacting with the second dimension. I don't want you to think of heaven being a far place away, but I want you to think about heaven being a place that you can put your hands in right now. Oh, I wish I had help. I, I want you to think of heaven as a place that was just, 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 I mean, a second, a millisecond away from you. I want you to think of heaven as a dimension that if you come into the understanding and the revelation of it, you can have it right now. I don't want you to wait till you die to get to heaven. I wish I had about 20 crazy people that would scream at the top of their lung, give me heaven now. It's a dimension. It's a dimension that we can have right now. It's not something that we get at a certain point in our lives when we die. And that's why some of us have been stuck to what the earth realm or the physical dimension can give us because we thought that you can only get heaven after death. But I wish I had a couple of people today that understand, man, when I walk out of this building, no longer am I just going to be aware of the moon, the stars, the trees, and the animals around me. But I'm going to be aware that there's a dimension that all of this stuff came out of. I want to be first dimension mindset. I want to have a mindset that I have access to what the heavens have for. This is too heavy for some of you. I can tell already. It's important 
for you to understand that there is more than one dimension. If you really grab this, this can change your life today. Uh, When you really understand this, and God's plan then is for you to take again, come on, the dimension, the first dimension that everything was born out of, to be active in the second dimension, which is the earth realm. And so many of us have not understood that that's why prayer is so powerful, because what prayer does is while you're standing here in the second dimension, somebody say second dimension, prayer will give you the strength, ability, and strategy, preach to us, to be able to take the first realm or the first dimension and pull it down into the second one. The reason why you feel like you'll always be broke, the reason why you feel like you'll always be sick, the reason why you feel like your family will never change is because you've been second dimensional. But God wants to bring you into the revelation that when you get into the place where you bring the first dimension down to the second, all of a sudden, Sickness has to fall off of you. Heartache has to go because I'm stepping into the first dimension. That's heaven. That's heaven. That's the spiritual realm. I know this was just for a few, but I hope the remnant gets this today. So it's important that you understand what God wants to do in you. He doesn't want you to be second dimensional alone. He wants you to grab a hold of the first dimension and to be able to bring it into the second dimension. It's just making sense today. Uh, You know, these movies, y'all, that they come up with, it's really, a lot of it is just an interpretation of stuff that people have grabbed a hold of. They peered into the spiritual realm and then was smart enough to write it down and make movies on it. They just morphed it a little bit, you know? That's why I love, y'all, I love stuff like X-Men and and all that kind of stuff because I know I'm a mutant. I can hear you. I know this is messing with some of you. I don't mean literally, you know? What I mean is that I know I got supernatural powers that's not of this world. You understand? I, I understand I got that kind of stuff that Jesus had on him. That Jesus said, not even a wall can stop me. When I'm in, tucked into that first dimensional living, Jesus said, a wall can't even stop me. He was resurrected full of first dimensional power. And they said, what is this? A ghost just walked in the building. It wasn't a ghost. It was a man fully walking in the first dimension. Uh, so, heaven... Oh, heaven is not a distant place. Heaven is not a place that's far off. Heaven, listen to this, can be the here and now. Ooh, do you really think that God wants you to live in hell your entire life just so that one day you can get to heaven? What an evil God that will put me in a hellish situation for my entire life just so that he can make me want some place after death. Ah, that just don't make any sense. That's why in Matthew chapter 6, he made it clear. Y'all know I say it all the time. Thy kingdom come. Uh Uh-oh, that's first dimensional talk. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done where? In the second dimension. On earth as it is. Good God Almighty in heaven. You've got to understand. You've got to live in two worlds why can't you keep your legs closed because you're second dimensional you don't spend enough time in the first dimension 
If you spent more time in the first dimension, you know how to act right and live in the second one. Did you get what I said? If you spend more time in heaven, you know how to walk on earth. If you spend more time with the God here, you know how to deal with people. And some of your people's skills are so bad because you don't spend enough time with heaven. Heaven don't make you act mean and ugly. Heaven will give you a case of get it together. I'm going to give you Bible, some of you. Give me Bible. I want to change your worldview. I want you to see the earth differently. Because some of you see the earth again separate. And then there's, there's heaven separate. But I want you to see these dimensions intertwining. Uh, and I, what I want you to see is that where you're sitting right now is less real than the place you came out of. I know, I know, I know. You, some of you just prefer, just please let me be carnal, apostle. Leave me alone today. No, I want to stretch your thinking. I, I said, I said, I want you to understand where you're sitting right now is only, only a projection of what you came out of. So le, let me say it differently. Hebrews chapter 11 says the things that are seen are made by the things that, that are unseen. So, so the world that I live in now is less real. What are you saying? The first dimension or heaven or the spiritual realm is more real than where we are sitting right now. How do we know? Because that realm is permanent. That dimension is permanent. Uh-oh. 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 This thing is going to pass away at some level. That's why right now you have a physical body. Because this physical body is supposed to help you operate in the physical dimension or the second dimension. But that is also why before you came into this world or this dimension, you did not have a physical body. You did not have a say you didn't need a physical body because you were living in the first dimension. God told Jeremiah before you were ever in your mother's womb, I knew you. How's that possible? I knew you in the first dimension. Then I wrapped you in some flesh and I sent you down into the second dimension so that you can take what you got up here with me and bring it down here. I wish somebody in here today would say, give me the first dimension. You preaching good in here, Sherman. It's important that you understand that the whole idea of what God wanted to do was to bring you in. So, 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 so this world we're sitting in, y'all, is temporary. Here's the messed up part about it. We are tripping about a temporary world. We're tripping about circumstances and situations in the second dimension. That if we would just simply tap into the first one, then you would be able to deal with the things in the second dimension. Oh my God. Some of you are tripping about family situations. Some of you are tripping about cycles in your life. But what you got to do is understand all you're experiencing in the second dimension is the fruit of the roots that's in the first dimension. I know some of y'all are like, what the hell is he talking about today? I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. What you're experiencing, rock with me today, here on earth is the fruit of what is the roots of in the first dimension. What do you mean, Apostle Sherman? If you're dealing with, uh, you can't stop drinking. Second dimensional stuff. I just cannot stop drinking. But if you were to climb up in the first dimension, you would find that the root system is that it's a generational curse. Y'all don't want to work. That your daddy was an alcoholic. 
and your daddy's daddy was an alcoholic and your daddy's daddy was an alcoholic but if you would climb up there in the first dimension in prayer you could deal with the root system in the first dimension then therefore would take care of the fruit of that root in the second dimension your problem is you don't pray enough you are too tired I'm gonna preach it anywhere to the second dimension I hope y'all actually come to church this month. Uh, it's important that you understand this. So, so, so okay, let me keep moving. Uh, Paul, let me give you scripture because Paul, Paul, Paul can say it better than I can. Let's go, let's rock over. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 12 and 2. 2 Corinthians 12 and 2. Apostle Paul, I'm sure we all trust him, you know. May not be able to trust my preaching today, but we can trust Apostle Paul. Let's go 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 2, interesting talk. He says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body, I don't know, or whether out of the body, I don't know. God knows. Are you reading the same scripture I'm reading? I'm going to say it again. I'm going to go back here. He said, I know a man in Christ for 14 years ago, whether in the body, I don't know. Whether out of the body, I don't know. God knows. What, what, what is he talking about? He's, he's, he's talking here about the collision of two worlds. He's saying, I was in a place in God. I don't know if I was in my body. I don't know if I was out of my body. For those that say it's not Bible, I, I don't know what kind of dimension or world that I was in. All I know is that I was in God. I, that's all, all, all I know about it. Some of us are scared of pressing further into God because you want to understand everything. Huh? You want to be able to trace everything. But there's some things that when you get into God, that's the power of God. God is bigger than you. His ways higher. His ways bigger. Come on. Than what you could ever think. Think or even imagine you got to understand God's on another plane so Paul is saying listen I'm lost for words I don't know where I'm at I'm just experiencing something but then he says something he says such a one was caught up here, here, here listen to this in the third heaven Okay, rock with me today. What is he talking about? First heaven, I mentioned it earlier, the sky. Second heaven, planetary system. For what he could put together in his own words, the third heaven, he was speaking of the spiritual realm, or for today's lesson, the first dimension. Are you rocking with me today? He was talking about the spiritual realm or the first dimension. What was he saying? He's saying, hey, I'm in a place right now that I'm caught up, and I don't understand everything about it. I don't even know how to explain it. He goes on to say in verse 4 that he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Hey, what the man is trying to say is that the English language, or the human language rather, of any kind was only made to explain things that are second dimensional. So when I tapped into this first dimension experience or in the heavens, I don't even have a proper language to explain what I was expressing. I want to help somebody today. Man, I lost about 50 percent of you. But what I want to help you to get today is this, is that you're about to go into experience some of
of you this month where you're going to end up in some places in God where you're not going to even be able to explain what's going on. People are going to be able to say something different about you. What has changed about you? And you'll be like, I don't even have words to be able to tell you about what's going on with me. All I know is that I've tapped into the place where God is. And if God is there and I got Bible for it, then I'm okay with it. I wonder if there's anybody that's willing to go on an adventure with the God of heaven. And wherever he takes me, that's where I want to go. The word, the word uh, is, is speaking today to us. The need for us to tap in to where God is. Are you getting this today? Uh, he said, he said, he said, I, I, I've gone into a place that I don't even have words for. The problem is every experience in your life you can explain. Which means to me you have not fully experienced the supernatural yet. You, you, everything you, everything in your Christian walk, you can explain it. Everything, everything, everything that's happened to you, you can explain it. You can, you can put words to it, which shows me then you haven't even barely touched where God wants to take you. Because when you really start getting it here, you're like, I can't even tell you what happened to me. Because if I told you, you wouldn't even believe me. I can't even tell you what happened. I can't tell you that I was driving in a car and I should have been hit. But the car turned around over and over and over. And nobody ever hit me, even though I was in the middle of traffic. That really happened to me on the way to LAX. Me, my mother, and my sister, and her friend. My mom's friend was in the car, and we should have been hit on head on traffic. Cars were coming at us. The car began to spin. We began to scream, but a car never hit us. I can't barely tell you that it seemed like I saw cars go through the car. That'd be too much for you because your mind can't handle that. But I know a God who sits in heaven and says, Son, I'll take a first dimensional experience and bring it here on earth and save your life. Uh, I know I'm messing with some of you today, but I got to get you to understand that God wants to press you into another level. He wants to press you into another level of experience. You're too comfortable in your Christianity. You're too comfortable in your experience with God. God wants to make you uncomfortable. God wants to push you into a place that you have never been before. Look at somebody and say, God is about to take you where no man has gone before. Look at somebody else and tell them God is about to take you where no man has been before. Sit down, please. Sit down, please. Uh, be seated. So there's more to life than what meets the eyes. Uh, y'all, you can stay here if you want to. But for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And I got news for you. The Lord's place is not here in this second dimension. If I'm going to serve the Lord, I got to climb up where he's at. If I'm going to serve the Lord, I got to come up higher. If I'm going to serve the Lord, I got to go to another place. Oh, yeah. So I got much more message. Please be seated. It's so important. Paul says, Paul says, I don't have no words for this. What's happening 
See, I want to free some of you up because some of you have been afraid of the supernatural things that have happened in your life. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I would never tell anybody. I would never tell anybody. I was laying in my bed sleeping, and I really saw an angel walk in my room. Some of y'all are like, I just, I would never, I don't want anybody, because I don't want to be weird. And your fight for being weird, you are unsuccessful. Because while you fighting to not be weird, you became weird. Because heaven don't know you no more. Heaven don't understand you no more. Because you work too hard to fit in the second dimension to the point that heaven is like, you don't even look like what I created you to be. Hit somebody and look like they want me to shut up and say, come up higher. First Corinthians, the second chapter, and the ninth verse takes it further. I want to talk to you about a scripture here that says stuff that stuff like I has not seen. You know, we, we use this scripture to explain our blessings that's on the way. We're like, God's about to bless me with a car. I have not seen, ye have not heard, either has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God's going to do for his church. I'm about to get my brand new house. That's what we use it for. Paul was talking about a first dimensional experience. He's saying, down here, study it for yourself. He said, down here on the second dimension, eyes ain't seen this. <laughs> Ears have not heard. Nor have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But look at this. But God has revealed it to them through his spirit. Uh-oh. That means that you cannot even get the eyes have not seen and the ears have not heard breakthrough until you've climbed up in the first dimension. If you make a decision that you prefer to be comfortable on the second dimension, you cannot even obtain it. It's going to require for you to go to another level. It's going to require for you to open your eyes to another place. It's going to require that you say, God, give me more and give me more now. I no longer want want the place that I have been in. I no longer want the space that I have been in, but I need God to take me higher. Look at somebody and say higher, 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 higher. He says, for the spirit searches all things. <sighs> Even the deep things of God. Y'all still here with me? I ain't even barely done. Here, 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 this is, this is, this is, this is, Paul, Paul talked more. Let's go to Ephesians 1.18. Ephesians, Ephesians 1.18. This is going to bless you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. He's still talking this first dimensional talk. And this is what he says. He says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Let's deal with that. Enlighten, enlighten revelation. Uh, in, in the Bible says in Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Then he goes on to say, let there be light. 
when he said, let there be light, um, it, was not, it was not moon stars that came later. Uh, that right there was revelation. He, he, said, he said, everything else that I'm going to build upon must be built on the foundation of revelation, must be built on the foundation of enlightenment, must be built on the place of your eyes being open uh, to see. I don't know about you. Uh, I am sick of living in a hindsight living, but I want God to bring me now into a place where I have foresight now. God help me to see beyond where I am right now. God help me to see beyond today and let me see into tomorrow. God help me to see beyond right now and let me see where you're about to take me. God wants to take you to a place you've never been before. He wants to take you to a place you've never seen but it's going to cause for your eyes to be open. Hit somebody next to you and tell them open, 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 open. I have to go. Y'all don't want this. I got to go. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. That you may know the hope. Oh, I'm happy I got a remnant today that can help me preach this. Of his calling. Which are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I don't have to wait till I die to be able to get what God wants to give me. I don't have to wait till I pass away, but I'm going to get my inheritance now. I'm going to get my inheritance now. Give me my stuff today. Give me my stuff right now, but in order for me to get it, I've got to be enlightened. Got to understand the, the first dimension. So when we understand this, I got to move out of the way here. Uh, then we understand 2 Corinthians. Let's go back there. Am I boring you? Tell your face. 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, and the 3rd verse. 2 Corinthians, mercy, the 10th chapter, the 3rd verse. For though we walk in the flesh, right? We walk in the second dimension. We do not War according to the flesh. We do not war according to the second dimension. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They have nothing to do with the second dimension. But they're mighty in God. Uh oh They're mighty in God. They're mighty in God. Where does God live? In the first dimension. So, so they're mighty. They're mighty. They're, they're mighty in the first dimension. They're mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds. Let's deal with this. So, so many of us have been trying to fight and we've been fighting and you're good at fighting people in the natural. You're, you're good. You're good at going off on people. Come on. Talk to me in here. You're good at cussing people out. You're good. You're good at acting a fool in the grocery store. Some of y'all just got a case of act a fool everywhere you go. I see you in here. Don't hide. You got to act a fool demon. You just act a fool everywhere. Act a fool at Starbucks. Act a fool at school, act a fool in the grocery store, act a fool in the restaurant. You just act a plain doggone fool. And then you think that that's going to get you to win. But that is not how you win. You don't win by warring with natural things. You don't win by warring with your mouth and your tongue. You got to climb up in the spirit realm. And you got to begin to do your work in the first dimension. You got to begin to do your work up there. You got to begin to deal with these circumstances and tell it what it's going to do and how it's going to be. From the first dimension. I got to go. So you climb up. 
and you deal with it from the first dimension. Pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments. Another verse said, imagine Some of y'all have been arguing the whole time I'm preaching. Like, this is the craziest crap I ever heard him say. What happened to him? He don't let him go on vacation again because he done came back talking crazy. Some of you, you've been arguing the whole time because carnality got you tied up real good. Oh, y'all don't like that kind of talk. I said carnality got you tied up too good. Well, all you want is a good shoot me in the butt message and to send you home. But you don't want nothing that's going to make you work. You don't want nothing that's going to make you have to seek after God. You don't want nothing that's going to have to make you actually read your word. But I need you to look behind you and tell somebody, wake up. If you want to go to the next level, you got to wake up now. You got to wake up and see what God is saying. You got to wake up and see there's a world beyond this world. That there's a warfare going on. There's a war going on. And you got to be awake to know it. So I got to get done. The angels live in the first dimension. You can't even get the angelic backup you need. If you don't grab the revelation of the first dimension, if you don't grab a revelation of the heavens, and that's where everything moves out of. And some of you have been fighting the war by yourself. You haven't had any backup because you have divorced the understanding that the first dimension even exists and that it wants to intervene in the second dimension. But I want to prophesy to some people today who are going to begin to seek God in the month of October. And I'm telling you, your angels are about to be released at a level you have never seen before. And the angels only respond to the bidding of his word. When he begins to speak, things begin to happen. When he begins to speak, when you begin to wield the sword of the spirit, that's when your angels are activated and your angels begin to do what they need to do. That's why you haven't had your miracle yet because you prefer the first, the second dimension. You prefer the second. Oh, God. So, somebody say so. So, the, the, here's the thing. Go. But here's, here's the thing. The angels, even the fallen angels, demons, can only operate within their ability uh, to be able to move in one place at one time. I'm going to say it again. Some of you understand why I'm saying this now. Demons can only operate at one place at one time. That they're limited. One place, somebody say one place, at one time. But the great thing about the God we serve, <laughs> some of you are, some of you don't win ahead. Uh, one of the great things about the God we serve, uh, He is everywhere, all the time. And so even though this devil may be acting a fool over here, the great thing about Holy Spirit is that he's moving over there. And he's preparing the way for me that after this fool, then after the fool, that God's going to take care of me and make sure that I can handle the situation. Because I wish you look at somebody real quick and tell them he's everywhere at all times. I haven't even given you what I need to give you. Sit down, please. Here it is. Some of you are like, that was so nice, Apostle. We're happy that you're sharing with us your little revelations. But let me give you something, though, to take home. 
You are in a war. And the war is happening where you cannot see. If you want to if you want to deal with and divorce the first dimension or divorce the spiritual realm, you're missing out on everything. How can you say you want to be a Christian and not access the supernatural power of God? It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. You know, some of you are like, just leave me alone and just let me have my apartment and my car. And I don't need nothing else to pass. So all this stuff is just too deep for me. You're missing out on what God has for you. You are in a battle. But here's the good news about the battle. Write this down. Here's the first thing I want to give you. And uh, this is actually the message right now. All of that was introduction. Here we go. The message. I ain't joking. Here's the message. The message is this. You are not alone in your battles. That's the first thing I want you to write down. That's the first thing I want you to write down. There's a lot of activity happening around you. And some of you have felt like you're by yourself. You felt like you're going to fall under the pressure. Talk to me in here. You found like you felt like you were going to fall up underneath it. That you, this was going to be the one that was going to take you out. Come on. This was going to be the one. This was it. This is it. This is it. That you was about to go home. That you were going to die in this mess. That you were going to be stuck in this mess. Some of you felt like you were going to never get free. You felt like you're going to always be stuck in that same sin. It's been 10 long years. It's been your entire life, some of you. And the enemy has convinced you that you'll never get free because you haven't understood yet that you are not alone in your battle. You are not by yourself in your battle. Second Kings chapter 6 verses 15 through 17. I love it because the prophet Elisha began to talk to his servant and God he began to pray to God and he said, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. He said, open his eyes that me he might see. What was he saying? He said, God, he's standing here in the second dimension but I want you to open his eyes to see in the first dimension he's here on this earth but I want you to open up time and space and let him see God moving and God begin to open the eyes of the servant and when he opened the eyes of the servant he saw chariots of fire he saw chariots of fire around him what in the heck does that mean Apostle Sherman it means you've got backup that everything that you're facing on this earth realm there is first dimensional backup that the angels of heaven are assigned to your life and you don't have to fight by yourself. Look at your neighbor real quick and say, stop fighting by yourself. Hit somebody and tell them, stop fighting by yourself. Look at somebody else and tell them, stop fighting by yourself. You've got backup. I got to go. you got backup. Somebody say backup. There's the angels of God. That the angels of God are surrounding you in battle. Here's the second thing that I want you to write down. Your prayers are far more powerful than you know. That's the second thing I want you to write down. Your prayers. Your prayers are far more powerful than you know. Daniel chapter 10 lays it out to us. Daniel, 
Daniel was in the time of prayer. I want you to study it later. I don't got time to read it. Daniel chapter 10, uh, 12 through 14. He was in prayer and he was praying and he was even fasting before the Lord and he was believing God for the promises of God and the breakthrough of God. All of a sudden, the angel Michael was released and Michael showed up on the scene and said, I'm sorry for the holdup, sir, but the holdup was that I was in a war in the first dimension. I was in a war. The prince of Persia, the principality of Persia, and I were in a war. This evil power and I was in a war. But because you prayed, I said because you prayed, I was able to break through. Because you prayed, I was able to come out. Because you prayed, look at your neighbor say, it's time to pray. It's time to pray. It's time. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. I, my God, I wish I, my God, my God, I wish you go run and high five somebody and say pray. Go high five them and say pray. High five somebody and say pray, pray, pray. Could it be, could it be your blessing has been held up because you have refused to pray? Could it be your breakthrough has been held up because you don't pray the way you're supposed to? But I feel like God is saying, open your mouth and pray. And when you pray, I'm going to release your miracle. I'm going to release your blessing. I'm going to release your breakthrough. Somebody holler, pray. I got to go. Your prayers. <laughs> Your prayers are more powerful than what you understand. You are not just an earthly, but you are a first dimensional being who is living inside of a second dimensional body. And when you understand that, you understand, I've got authority. I've got authority. I've got authority. I've got authority that you can't see. God is living inside of me. And me and he and me are a majority. High five somebody and tell them, I got power. I got power. I got power. I got power. I gotta go. Sit down, please. Sit down. We're about to go. Come on, I need you to take notes. We're about to go. I need you to take notes. Just gonna take a couple of more minutes. I gotta get this to you. Now, I want you to write this down here because I want to expose. The strategy of the devil. <laughs> because if you understand the strategy of the devil, you can overtake him. So I want to spend some time for just the next few seconds sharing with you what the devil does. Because if you know what he does, you know how to handle that fool. Some of you, it's been a sneak attack. You didn't even know that's the kind of stuff that the devil does. And because you haven't studied your enemy, you keep falling in the war against him. But I want to equip you as God's apostle for you to be able to understand that you've got power over your enemy. Listen to this. What does the devil do? Number one, the devil blinds the minds of unbelievers. This is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and 4. 
he blinds the minds of unbelievers. So now this is strategy. This is strategy because now I know how to pray for my loved ones in a different way. I'm trying to teach you something. I wish people would want to learn today. Uh, uh, welcome to warfare school. Uh, this, is the way, this is the way that you handle this now. So now, because I know that's what the enemy does, is that he blinds the minds of the unbelievers. Now I skip myself up out of this second dimension. I climb up in prayer in the first dimension. And I begin to pray over my loved ones. And I begin to cover their mind with the blood of Jesus. And I begin to say that the devil will not have my family's minds he will not blind my family's minds he will not hold back my family's minds but my family is going to have revelation my family is going to have insight my family is going to have wisdom my family is going to have exactly what they need he will not blind my family here's the second thing do I at least got five people that want this strategy in here here we go here's the second thing he steals God's word from you. <laughs> he steals God's word from you. What are you talking about? Matthew chapter 13, verse 19. He says, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. Have you ever wondered why there's so much adversarial activity either before you come to the house of God or right after you leave. Because the enemy is trying to frustrate your second dimension so that you won't receive what you're supposed to get out of the first dimension. Y'all, he, he's, he's trying to frustrate your second dimension, meaning this earth realm, natural things, carnal things, so that you'll end up losing what he wants to release to your first dimension. And some of you have messed up your entire life dealing with stuff on the second dimension because you dealt with it from a carnal place. But if you will begin to understand, that's just the strategy of the devil trying to steal your first dimensional breakthrough by trying to frustrate your second second dimension. I wish you would look at somebody and say, not me, not me, not me, not me. I'm going to get exactly what God wants. Listen, the next thing is, here's the next thing. Let me get out of here. He, he, he sets traps to ensnare you. He, he sets traps to ensnare you. Second uh, Timothy chapter 2, have mercy, God help me. And verse number 26 talks about the trap of the devil. Hmm. And the enemy, he finds out what the best traps are for you. One of the ways that he finds this out is that he studies your bloodline. And he watches what got your mama. Watches what got your daddy. He watches what got your grandparents and your great-grandparents. And he said, okay, I see what kind of bloodline this is. I realize the kind of trap I could lay. The kind of trap I could lay. Some of you, it's a generational trap that's being laid for you. Or some of you, you're just in a cycle. Seems like every one of your birthdays you want to give up because you're mad that you ain't still this old and don't got a man. And so you become depressed every single birthday 
and the devil know how to put the no man trap out for you every time you turn another year he drops that no man trap and you step right into it like you do it every year but at some point you gotta say hell no to the second dimensional trap and you gotta be able to say I got a first dimensional mindset I see that trap this time I'm going around it why why can the devil pull you into the same thing that he always pulls you into it's not even the old thing it's the same snagger tooth boy that tries to get you caught up every time in your life but I wonder if there's any people who said I'm not gonna get trapped up anymore I am tired of your no teeth having behind I'm gonna find me somebody who has some teeth or have enough good sense to get Invisalign but I'm not gonna fool with you anymore I gotta get out of your hair here's the fourth thing here's the fourth thing I know I'm holding you a little bit longer than I usually do just stay in with I gotta lay this foundation here's the fourth thing he fights to stop you He fights to stop you. First Thessalonians 2 and 18 says, for I wanted to come to you. This is Paul talking. Certainly I, Paul, did again and again, but Satan stopped me. Satan stopped me. Some of us are on Paul's right now because of a stop sign that the second dimension put in front of you. But you've got to make a decision that I'm not paying attention to no red lights and no stop signs that the second dimension put up. I'm going to make a decision. And I'm not giving you an excuse to speed in the natural. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm giving you an excuse to run past that thing in the Holy Ghost. That no matter what the devil tries to put in front of you, I'm not going to pay attention to the stop sign. I'm not going to pay attention to the red light. But I'm about to put my foot on the gas and pass by this devil, pass by this enemy, because I got a first dimension blessing waiting on me. Here's the last thing. That enemy, he plans to destroy you. Now this, this is important because some of us have played friends with the man that wants to kill you. We, we, good God Almighty. I gotta go. We 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 play friends with the with the man that wants to kill you. The Bible says it clear. Your enemy, your enemy, your enemy, your your enemy, not your friend, your enemy. Somebody holler back your enemy. Come on, say back your enemy, your enemy, your enemy. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And you've got to understand when you see that fool coming, you ought to be able now to be able to handle him at another level. Level because I'm not responding from the second dimension, but I'm grabbing up in prayer and I'm grabbing, I'm responding from the first dimension to be able to handle what needs to happen. And when you understand that the victory has already been won through Christ Jesus, I am no longer praying for the victory, but I'm praying from the victory. I'm no longer praying for the breakthrough, but I'm praying from the breakthrough because Jesus has already done it. I'm done. He's already
already done it on the cross. He's already sealed the deal. He's already made it happen. I wish I had about 20 people praise him for the victory. Lift, lift your hands, Father. Take us from a second dimensional reality to a first dimensional reality. We want what heaven wants. We want what heaven provides. Would you just take 60 seconds, open your mouth and worship him real quick. Do it now. We hope that you enjoyed this message. We would love for you to come worship with us here again at Kingdom Culture Worship Center. We are all about being real people, serving a real God, and changing lives. Have a blessed week.